Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Seeing is believing, and you're not going to believe how bright and vivid the colors are on the Samsung Neo QLED and OLED TVs powered by the Neural Quantum Processor. Because this is an audio ad. Unless you can see it, which means you already have one. Nice. Samsung, more wow than ever. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Osmo.com NHL DFS strategy show. We've got a big nine gamer to go through today. I'm your host, Jake Hari. I'm joined by my buddy, Michael Clifford, Slim Cliffy. What's up, Cliffy? Not a whole lot, man. Uh, just still thinking about that slate there that we had last night. Um, I ended up not doing that badly, but it was kind of a weird slate. Like, I think Seattle Vegas went just about as we expected, but a um, couple close games, the Coyotes kind of like, they didn't run over the Sharks. Like Carl Vimelka had a very nice night, but um, it was just a weird, weird slate. I think <laughs> the one thing I took away from last night is that there's absolutely no matchup that is advantageous for the Detroit Red Wings. <laughs> um, they just look like they just, they just look like at least in the first half of the season, they look like they were really at least trying hard every game. I don't know what's going on. Like their last month or so, they've looked really bad. Did that, did that slide call come through, Tyler? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Good, good start to the show. Uh, yeah. Brutal, brutal slate for me last night. I, I lost like, I think like 80%. It was one of, one of, no, maybe like 65, 70. So it, it was bad. I mean, I kind of knew it was, it wasn't going well. So I went to bed even earlier uh, than usual. So um, yeah, woke up and saw my quote unquote winnings from the site and uh, just threw that one in the trash. And we've got a nine gamer today with some better prize pools <clears throat> sponsor Yahoo daily fantasy sports. Uh, speaking of better prize pools, they've got a one K to first over on Yahoo today. It's called the Thursday baller 5k prize pool, $15 entry fee, 11 max, so uh, I'll be putting my 11 in there and all the lower stakes stuff. Been having fun playing on Yahoo uh, over the last, well, six months. I think I was playing some as well last year. Uh, but yeah, it's a great place to play. Uh, if you like NHL DFS, um, 1K to first. I mean, you're not going to get the 10K to first, the 20K to first over on Yahoo at least yet. But uh, it's it's my, been my best ROI by far across the, uh, the other sites. So uh go support yahoo they've been supporting us all year uh if you guys have not just yet liked and subscribed more importantly subscribe to the show uh, or the youtube channel please do so it helps us out a lot as you hear cliffy talking about every single day on the nhl strategy show we've got some free premium tools as well for today uh the nhl ownership projections as well as the nba player projections so we can talk about ownership openly. Feel free to give out numbers, Cliffy, because uh, they're unlocked for everybody. Um, we've also got an Osmo MVP program going on right now. Uh, if you look at the pinned message 
Uh, if you're in YouTube chat, if you look at the pin message, it's right there, you can get more information. Uh, but basically you get Osmo discounts and uh, the first crack at beta testing new tools and features by joining the Osmo MVP program. And the way you sign up is by texting MVP to 1660656 and then you'll be automatically entered in to win a year of Osmo Plus Platinum. Um, you can, again, you can look at the pinned uh, message up at the top, it's highlighted in blue um, from the Osmo Daily Fantasy account or in the description. So a couple of places to check that out if you wanna uh, see what that number is. It's very easy to sign up and you can potentially win some free stuff. Let's get into the first of the nine games. Mr. Clifford, we've got a 2.5 implied total for the Devils, 3.9 for the Bruins. Uh, Nico Dawes, I'm seeing as the probable goalie, although he's not confirmed, and Linus Allmark is confirmed for the Bruins. Swayman coming off a bad game. I don't know if it's just a back-to-back -back situation or if they're just letting Allmark get a start in here. Uh, have they been splitting time, actually? It feels like Swayman's been been getting the majority of games. Yeah, typically Swayman has been playing a fair bit. I mean, they do try to split because they don't want to wear Swayman out before they get to the playoffs. But, um, yeah, he got blown up, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah, and what I mean, I was heavy on Boston that game. So uh, we got another popular uh, Boston one night. Boston two also getting some ownership. Almost nothing uh, on the Devils side for ownership. Uh, even Dougie Hamilton, sixty-two hundred coming in at four point one percent. So it looks like a good spot for Boston one for sure. But there are a lot of top lines to choose from tonight. Uh, that we're going to get to. So where does Boston one rank for you amongst the top lines tonight? See, that's the problem. I'm glad you brought that up about this slate tonight. Um, at least when I was researching the slate, seven of the nine games featured a favorite that was minus 200 or better. Now, I think the Islanders have fallen just under minus 200, at least on some sites, but it's still real close. There's only one, out of, there's only one favorite tonight that's under 63% uh, favorite to win. It, like, you either you're either going to go with a heavy heavy favorite or you know one of the plethora of underdog options so if you want and that's i i think that's going to dilute the ownership too right which is which is kind of a nice thing when you have favorites because usually when you have one huge favorite like you know we saw florida the other night um with a ton of ownership when they had when montreal was in town but now there's you know there's a bunch of floridas on this slate so how much ownership can go to toronto or to florida or to carolina or to colorado so you do have to kind of pick and choose exactly where you want to attack and like new jersey's kind of turned their game around at least since uh dougie hamilton came back um it's kind of solidified their defense a little bit um they're no worse than a middle of the road defensive team which is you know an improvement over where they were uh, a couple months ago, um, even Nico Dawes has looked fine in net. Um, you know, we talked, Josh and I have talked about it on uh, quite a few shows. Like there are ice time concerns at time with the top Boston guys. Like there have been, you know, 16, 17 minute games from Bergeron and Marchand over the last month. So I think in a situation like this, what I'd like to do is go and look at line matching and see how they're going to match up. And the reason I would do that in this game is because um, the Jack Hughes line tends to not be as proficient controlling the puck as the Hisher line. Like Hisher and Brad have been very, very good together this year. Um, Thomas Tatar certainly doesn't hurt having him on the wing. And it looks like that Hall, Hall of Pasternak line is the one that's going to go and face off against Hisher. So I actually don't mind the, that Boston top line here tonight of Marchand, Bergeron, and DeBrusque. 
um you know they've still been really really good it's just they're not really generating a ton of offense like 33 scoring chances per 60 minutes over their last 100 minutes played so far this month like that's good but it's not elite it's on the defensive side of things where they've really been uh locking things down only 15 scoring chances allowed so you know controlling nearly 70 percent of the scoring chances were on the ice that's just you know sheer dominance but it's not really generating a ton of offense so you know it's a decent matchup going into that devil's top line but it's not as if the devil's top line itself is bad like um in 130 minutes hughes mercer uh and sharon govich are near 60 percent of the of the scoring chance share themselves so you know we talked i just talked about how the devils have been getting better defensively that includes that that top line uh jack that top jack hughes line so honestly I, like i think the better matchup here is boston one but when you factor in ice time concerns the fact that the devils have been getting uh, a little bit better at five on five like you know if you're single entry or three maxing here tonight i think boston is one of the spots you can avoid um if i were to do anything i i think i might go to you know some sort of power play stack here for boston because you know david pasternak is the guy that's been kind of carrying this offense for about a month now um and you know the the devil's penalty kill is is not very good um it's certainly fallen off over the last month they're in the bottom five of the nhl by expected goals against they're sandwiched between ottawa and montreal so <laughs> that kind of tells you how their penalty kill has been going so i think if i were to go to boston it'd be some sort of power play stack like Bergeron, Marchand, Pasternak, but that's really expensive. So you can do like Bergeron, Pasternak, McAvoy, uh, something along those lines. So if anything for me in this game, it would be a Boston power play stack. On the New Jersey side, I understand like I understand wanting to play New Jersey, and I think that that Brad Hishier to tar line is honestly just fine here tonight as a filler type stack. Um, you're going into that Boston second line. They have uh, been locking things down a bit, but historically they're you know more high event than the top line. So if anything from the New Jersey side, it would be Brett uh, Hishier and Tatar. Like, like I said, they have been good together in a small sample, 46 scoring chances per 60 minutes. But this is Boston's arguably the best defensive team in hockey now with Hampus Lindholm on the blue line. Um, I think if I'm looking for an underdog, I'm looking elsewhere. Yep, agreed with pretty much everything you said. I've got both of the Boston top two lines uh, written down. Uh, Boston two's actually been playing really well. I looked at their last, it was either like 10 or 12 games and they were like well over three expected goals, four per 60. So it was about a hundred, 110 minutes somewhere in there. So been playing much higher pace than what we saw for the first, uh, however many games they were together, where it was kind of a, a slow pace. They were, you know, well under three expected goals. Now they're, they're uh, kicking it up a notch. So I like Pasternak uh, on my laps, like, on FanDuel, I like to do like three, two, ones. I'll have a bunch of pasta knock one-offs. But uh, if you want a full stack, you did the top two. I think that is, uh, those are both great options. And then, yeah, I don't think I'm going to target too many New Jersey stacks on the road. The 2.5 implied total going into Boston on a nine-game slate. So if, if I agree, though, if you were going to a line, uh, it would be that New Jersey two line. Just really, really solid numbers at five on five. Although I'm seeing Jesper Bratt. Is he not on the power play right now? Um, I'm not sure what I, on the lineup builder, it just could be a, a, a typo, but that seems that seems odd for a guy that almost always plays power play one. Nathan Bastian is 
and Damon Searson and Dougie on power play one. Is that right? No, their last power play. Hamilton's got kicked off the top power play unit and replaced by Nathan Bastion. Brat is there. It's it's Hughes, Brat, Hisher, Bastion. And that's something they actually did when Hamilton was hurt, if I'm not mistaken. So I guess they're just going back to it. Um, one more thing I want to mention real quick about this game. Boston three, um, that coil line had actually been getting used more in shutdown roles. Um, over the last couple of weeks, I think they're trying to kind of save Bergeron for the playoffs. But Craig Smith is out tonight. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com slash renew to learn more. If you're a last-minute gift shopper, then Instacart is your holiday rescue app this season. No more tracking packages, no more trips to the post office, and no more Christmas gifts arriving in February. Instead, you can just download Instacart to order gifts like beauty, tech, and gourmet goods from local stores and get them delivered in as fast as one hour. Plus, right now, you'll get free delivery on your first three orders. This offer is valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Must be 21 plus to purchase alcohol where available. Um, so like, I think there was a case for Jack Hughes at like 10 o'clock this morning. Um, you know, if he was going to see a fair bit of Charlie Coyle, but you know, with Craig Smith out, I don't know that they're going to send out that line. I think you're going to see Bergeron out against them. And that's just a no go for me. Any defensemen you want to mention quickly before we head to the next one? I, I mean, not really, <laughs> you know, the Boston defense, like, I, I think McAvoy maybe as a one-off would kind of be the only thing I'd be looking at. Like Lindholm has kind of been that no man's land. Um, especially where they might not face huge shot volumes because this is a very good defensive team. And then, you know, after that, you're just punting. So um, I think it might just be some one-off McAvoy and that's about it. That really, I mean, I always kind of, I'm always interested in Ryan Graves because he does have a history of good peripherals this year. Hasn't been as great, but you know, 3,600 on DraftKings isn't that bad, but I think it's probably McAvoy nothing for me. All right, let's go to Winnipeg and Toronto. 2.7 implied total for the Jets, 3.9 for the Leafs. Connor Hellebuck uh, right now showing as the probable goalie, although they played last night and Hellebuck started and saw a big workload. So uh, is Winnipeg still live for the playoffs? Is that why maybe they're thinking? Yeah. So I think it would be a long shot right now. Um, But, yeah, they're they're still in for the playoffs. So you could see Hellebuck go here on a back-to-back. Uh, one weird thing we saw just out of nowhere was that Zach Sanford played uh, with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler. Uh, it was supposed to be, I'm trying to think, uh, Sveshnikov. It was supposed to be Sveshnikov on that line. They practiced yesterday. I think there was even quotes about Dubois talking about Sveshnikov on his line or that he was getting a new line mate. Um, but anyways, uh, Shifley and Stastny skated together last night uh, at five on five. Nick Ehlers got kicked off and booted uh, to the, uh, I think it was Lowry and Appleton. I know it was Appleton. Um, so I, back to back, they didn't skate this morning. You're probably not going to get news on Winnipeg. So you could see line three, Nick Ehlers. Um, but this is a Toronto game. So I'll just let you <clears throat> take this one away. Yeah, there's just not interest for me, much interest for me on the Winnipeg side here. Like, I think the interest would be the Toronto goaltending, right? Because the Toronto goaltending has been really bad for like a couple months now. 
it, it's weird because you could make an argument Toronto's like a top three team, at least their skaters are um, in the league. It's just their goaltending is just horrific. And, you know, Peter Mrazek's out for six weeks now. So Colgren's going to be, you know, the full-time backup to Jack Campbell or whatever. If I, if I see Zach Sanford against with Pierre-Luc Dubois and Blake Wheeler, that just screams bad defensive line to me. Um, you know, I, I think people kind of have rose colored glasses from Sanford's time in St. Louis because he was on the top line with Ryan O'Reilly a lot. And like, everybody looks good defensively playing next to Ryan O'Reilly. So um, you just have to look at his time in Ottawa to see that he didn't really mesh well with any of the lines there. I don't know, you know, Josh and I had talked about how Pierre-Luc Dubois defensive numbers have really fallen off basically since the all-star break. Um, Blake Wheeler hasn't been good defensively. I, I think since I was in university. So um it's one of those situations where I like, I kind of have interest in Toronto too here. And it feels weird to say that because um, I'm like, I'm the biggest Alice Kerfoot hater, I think uh, in NHL DFS this season. And then Ilya McKayev is on the other side, but um, like McKayev, I said it on our last show with Toronto that he's probably one of the more underrated wingers in hockey. Like he's very good at both ends. Like um, he can drive the play. He's good defensively. Um, I think he'll help out that line there. Um, you know, Kerfoot won't help much, but like this is a pretty good matchup going into that second line against Winnipeg. Now, the issue here is, is the Winnipeg penalty kill is really, really bad. And I think I want to take advantage um, of that penalty kill as much as I can with a very good Toronto power play. So like I wouldn't be gung-ho on just stacking, you know, Toronto to even strength and walking away. Like I would want to get Austin Matthews in. I would want to get Mitch Marner in. You know, if you even want to get William Nylander, he hasn't been playing well himself, but I think that's been kind of priced into where he is now. So um, I think my favorite stack on the Toronto side is some sort of power play stack. Like they're probably going to carry a reasonable amount of ownership here. Like we see um, our top stacks tool has them near 20%. Um, the second line will probably be in high single digits as well. So if you want to get away from what be, might be a little bit of chalk and you have a nice filler stack, you're like, I think Toronto power play is a good way to go here. Um, really take advantage of that Winnipeg penalty kill, especially if Comrie, like Hellebuck might start here, but Comrie started um, both the last times that they've had a back-to-back -back situation. Um, and they were like tough games. Like they weren't facing Toronto or Tampa or Boston or anything teams of those qualities, but um, I think there might be a chance Comrie goes. So, you know, bad penalty kill, potential backup goalie here. I, Toronto power play is honestly one of my fav more favorite stacks on the slate here. If you want just two men like Tavares Mikheyev, I think that's fine as well. It's a relatively cheap two man. Um, it can help you get in some more expensive stacks, but it's Toronto power play I like the most. Uh, on the Winnipeg side, there's just nothing of interest for me here. Paul Stasny and, you know, Evgeny Sveshnikov on the top line, Zach Sanford on the second line. Nikolai Ehlers played a minute and a half less than Zach Sanford did last night. Like, this, the Winnipeg coaching staff is just making an absolute meal of this lineup. Um, you know, if you want a one-off Ehlers, I think that's probably something that you can do here because, you know, he might start on the third line, so a lot of people won't attack him. He's still really good. Uh, but with the way Winnipeg has their lines, how good Toronto is defensively, you're relying on Toronto goaltending falling on their face, which they very well may. Um, they've done it a lot lately. Uh, I'm just not relying on it tonight. Winnipeg flowcharts uh, night, though. Bad yeah. matchup on the road, back-to-back, -back, potentially their backup goalie in. I don't know. This has the makings of a big uh, Mark Shifley night, maybe Paul Sassney hat trick. Uh, but 
do we have a flow chart sans Kyle Connor though? Like, do we have one of those handy? We don't. We don't. He's like, he's usually usually the culprit, the guy that's you know getting the three point bonuses and stuff in these bad matchups. So, uh, and they don't want to use Ehlers like Kyle Connor. So, um, you know, he's gonna play like sixteen minutes tonight, maybe less. Uh, but he was on the top power play, so I do like the uh, I do like the the Ehlers one off call. Um, I agree with you on Toronto power play. Toronto one. If you want to leave on bunting, I. I mean, I'm not going away from it, but I'm going to have some uh, Matthews, Marner, Nylander, two man, uh, three mans, uh, maybe even with some Morgan Riley down to 5,100 in what looks to be a really good spot for a top power play uh, QB. So yeah, that's a Toronto game for me. I will say the the second line is coming in as uh, pretty over-owned right now, 2.6% chance of being a top two stack and 7.4% ownership share. So if you're looking for a reason to get off Alex Kerfoot, you might just need to, to rely on the tools here, Cliffy. Yeah, um, I would, I would, I have no problem leaving off Alex Kerfoot, but we were talking in our Discord, like everybody I smack talk tends to score that night. So we just yeah. locked in at least 16 DK points for Alex Kerfoot tonight. Yeah, I think he's got like 14 and 20 in his last two. So uh, you better be careful about old Kerfoot. Uh, let's go to the Hawks and the Panthers. We've got a 2.4 implied total for Chicago, 4.3 for Florida. Uh, no confirmation on goalie. We'll go with Lankin in for now on the Hawks side. Bobrovsky starting at 8,400 for the Panthers. And the Panthers, after a seven-goal outing the other night against Montreal, decided to change everything up. I don't know if they changed up in-game but I don't think they went to these combos at any time. So these are just brand new lines. Uh, we've got Verhage with Barkov, I've seen that before, but Sam Reinhardt's their wing. Uh, Giroux goes down to 2C with Huberdeau and Ryan Lomberg coming off his first three-point game of his career. And then a pretty good looking third line as well, Bennett, Marchment, and Anthony Duclair. So uh, three wing second line, Florida's, kind of tough to stack tonight just because of, of how these lines set up, how the power play is dispersed throughout the top three lines, um, which makes it interesting, especially with the 4.3 total. Uh, how are you treating the Panthers tonight? Um, I really like this uh, Florida top line here tonight. Um, they do actually do have a sample together because they were playing Reinhardt on the top line a little bit earlier in the season. So they do have about 90 minutes together in those 90 minutes. Uh, controlling 60% of the scoring chances, uh, generating 36 scoring chances per 60 minutes of five on five. Um, you know, you only get two out of three on the top power play unit, but you know, you won't get more than that on any other line for Florida. So you either have to accept it or just not play them. Like <laughs> you don't really have a lot of options here. So um, I really don't mind uh, that Florida top line. Like they're not coming in with excessive ownership either. Um, the ownership is spread out across the three lines as it should be really, because there are three good scoring lines here. Um, but, you know, we have them low double digits uh, for ownership here, two out of the three on the top power play units. So I do like Florida one, Florida two. We won't have a sample with them, obviously, with Lomberg up there. Claude Giroux hasn't played center on this team yet, so we just don't know how, how they'll fare. But um, I, I was talking about it in our Discord a little earlier, like Lomberg's genuinely having a good season. Like he's been a good depth piece for this Florida team. Now, whether you want to talk about coaching slash systems impact, or whether it's the player, 
you know, we can have that discussion, but it's not like he got moved to a new team. He just got moved to a new line. So I don't know why we would expect something significantly different going to play with better players. So like, if you want to get funky, I don't mind playing that Florida two line. Um, it's just really Florida one. Like we talk a lot about uh, ice time drops for, uh, for players across the league. At least these, the Florida top guys are still playing a lot of minutes. Um, now the problem here is that five forward power play that they're running has actually not looked very good. Um, the numbers are bad. Um, just watching it on the ice, it looks worse. It's like it, there's a difference between just being a forward skating around the zone and being a forward that has to play defense. Like they're playing, it, it is a, like a different way to play the game. And like, like, I think they could be in tough on the penalty kill. And like Chicago hasn't been a terrible defensive team. In fact, Chicago and Florida have basically the same expected goals against numbers at five on five this month, like virtually identical. The difference is the offense. The Florida offense is a juggernaut and, and Chicago is a one line team. But I want to talk about that Chicago top line because they're not getting any ownership here. Uh, we had them at about two percent ownership on this slate, which, you know, it kind of makes sense. But if you look at our lineup builder, we have them projected for nearly 34 points. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. It's Chevy truck season. And with the Chevy Silverado, there's no such thing as an uphill battle. With the Chevy Silverado, you can take on the mountains or you can move them. Because with impressive towing capability, an available 13.4-inch diagonal touchscreen, and a choice of powerful engines to pick from, whatever your mountain, there's a Silverado with the capability you need. Click to learn more. Find new roads at your local Chevy dealer over on DraftKings. And if you look at the rest of the lines on this slate, it's more than any line on Carolina. It's more than any line on Minnesota. It's more uh, nearly as much as Calgary won. Um, it's nearly as much as Dallas won. Like Chicago's top line has been playing well. Um, they have been generating a lot of offense and they do play a lot of minutes together. Like if you're looking for a spot to stack an underdog, I think this is a spot, especially with that Florida goaltending. Like the Florida goaltending is just Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. It has been all season long. Some nights they look like they're going to stop 40 of 40, and some nights they look like they're better off with six skaters. So, um, yeah, I, I think of all the underdogs tonight, that Chicago top line is one of my favorite lines. So I actually do like both top lines here in this game. I think the way I'm going to end up building my lineups tonight, I might end up with a fair bit uh, of Chicago one. Um, they're one of my favorite underdog lines. Yeah, I think I'm going to be over on Chicago one as well. We're showing under 2% for the line in total right now. So uh, closer to 10% chance of being a top stack, a top two stack that is. Uh, the one thing I'll say, like Florida, however you want to play them is fine. You can go Barkoff with Giroux and Huberto. Like it's, it's easier to hand build Florida, tonight, Florida lineups tonight if you want to get multiple guys in the power play. And so, like, if you're using an optimizer, because I was doing this before the show, trying to see what my exposures would be if the slate started, like, right now, and um, 
Yeah, I just was getting to like no Huberto. And it wasn't because he's he's not a good value, $6,800. And same thing with Giroux. We've got him at over 2X. Uh, but it's just the triple wing thing gets gets tricky. So you're going to have to get creative or just, you know, save. If you're playing 50 lineups or whatever, maybe save like five or six of them um, to like hand build Florida or do something funky with the optimizers to make sure you're getting in the best pieces and you're not just going like Lombard, Drew and Huberto and then going double center elsewhere. Uh, elsewhere. Uh, Mackenzie Weger has not had an assist or any points for that matter in, I think I said 11 games. I was just looking, just box score watching him, uh, which is pretty tough to do on a team that scores so much, but he's 5,900. He's actually my highest exposed defenseman right now. Uh, so there you go. The guy that hasn't scored or done much of anything in uh, over 10 games. That's my guy tonight at 5,900. Hopefully they, they put him on the top power play, but I'm not really holding my breath. I've been doing this for the, the five forward power play for a number of games now. And I, who knows when they're going to try a defenseman on there. They just won't try weird. It seems like. I mean, maybe tonight's the night they've changed up every other line. Why wouldn't they change up the power play? Right. Yeah. Let's hope so. Uh, anything left on that game? I uh, just want to mention Seth Jones real quick, wrote him up in the power plays article. Um, that's up at Osmo.com free to read uh, for anybody that wants to go check it out. Um, he's a guy that can block a lot of shots. Um, you know, Donk and assist uh, on the Chicago Blackhawks playing him at 6,500 on DraftKings wasn't very appealing all the way down to 5,400. Um, that's a lot more palatable. So don't mind him as a one-off tonight if you don't want to stack the top line. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned it because he's my second highest known defenseman right now. So like Jones a lot. Uh, let's go to Columbus and the New York Islanders. 2.6 implied total for the Jackets, 3.5 for the Islanders. Merzlikens and Varlamov. Uh, expected to go here these two teams played two nights ago but i believe it was in columbus so now they're going uh in the islanders home arena um so potentially some matchups different but i don't think the blue jackets hard matched so and i don't think the islanders really will here either um so not seeing a ton of ownership on either side actually no forwards over seven percent right now uh islanders one got there uh, they didn't really play that well couple of nights ago on the road at home are you going back to islanders one i i honestly think i like the columbus side of this game better this might be another situation where this is where i might look for some underdogs here and um i know we kind of make fun of that columbus top line quite a bit because you know there was that heater that patrick line went on like a month ago where he's scoring basically two goals every single night um that's just what he does um he can absolutely just blow the doors off the game by himself um, when, you know, when everything's clicking right. And the reason I kind of like Columbus here tonight, I don't think people realize just how bad the Islanders have been defensively uh, for a while now. For the entire month of March, the only teams with a worse expected goals against than them are Arizona and Montreal. And they're allowing more scoring chances per 60 minutes of five on five than any other team in hockey. More than the Habs, more than the Coyotes, more than the Flyers. Like, they're really really giving it up their goals against their actual goals against are closer towards the middle of the league but that's been excellent goaltending and like let's face it they've had pretty good goaltending for like the lot for most of the last few years so it's not a huge surprise but again pat like i said patrick liney is a guy that can absolutely just decimate any team and if you know if every single player is going to be at near or over three expected goals against per 60 minutes 
and give up those chances to line a uh, in Voracek in that top line. You know, I don't mind it. And especially where the Islanders have been sending out that Josh Bailey line um, as a shutdown yeah. line. I know. I, I feel like uh, I feel like I've cursed. I feel like I've cursed them now, though. Um, but they've been sending out that Josh Bailey line, and it's just not a good line. Um, they're allowing twice as many scoring chances as they're taking. Um, I don't know why they're using them as a shutdown line. Maybe the coach is realizing every other line has also been bad defensively. But um, if you're going to go into that Pajot Palmieri uh, Bailey line, which is 3.4 expected goals against in their sample together, which is terrible. Um, I like that Columbus top line here tonight. Um, the problem is like the Islanders penalty kill has still stayed at least good um, to pretty good. And they, you know, Josh says all the time, they don't take a lot of penalties. So, you know, the, not having the, the uh, an advantageous power play matchup uh, kind of hurts. But at the same time, um, you know, that Columbus top line has shown in the past how good it can be. The ownership a little over over leveraged by top two stacks, but it's nothing extreme, a little over 3%. I think that's fine. I think that Columbus top line is another one of those cheap top line fillers from underdogs that we can use here tonight. Um, so I will absolutely have some Rosovic line A, Voracek, um, there's, you know, they're scoring 3.9 goals per 60 minutes. That's just what Patrick Liney does. Um, he just scores way more than he should. That's why he's such a special player. So I do like Columbus one. Like, I think the Columbus second line is honestly fine as well. Sillinger, Nyquist, uh, Bjorkstrand, they've actually been playing reasonably well, 52% of the shot share uh, when they're on the ice together. Um, but I, I think I'd rather just stack the line that has the best goal scorer, and that's with Patrick Laine, where neither line's going to carry much ownership. So Columbus won, uh, definitely in play for me here tonight. As far as Islanders one goes, like I don't have an issue playing them because they honestly have been pretty good. Um, but like like they they've been losing ice time. They're one of the teams that has been spreading out ice time, right? Like these guys are not going to play 19 or 20 minutes. They're going to play 16, 17, or 18 minutes. Brock Nelson has been excellent, but it's been kind of a hot streak. Um, you know, got to wonder when that's going to end. So honestly, I think if anything, um, it'd just be kind of like one-offing, you know, some depth, like Barzal uh, one-off I think is fine. Wallstrom one-off I think is fine. Even Parisi, I can't believe I'm saying that one-off is fine. Um, I think this is one of the favorites on the board here tonight where I won't be full stacking uh, some guys. I'll just be more one-offing some players. Like I, like I said, we're running into the problem where um, they're spreading out ice time and I don't want to, you know, don't want to pay 15K for a stack that might only get like 15 or 16 minutes. So in my 20 max, I honestly think I'm out on stacking the Islanders and I'm in on Columbus one. I'm in on Columbus one as well, which is, which is scary. Uh, I have not been the biggest fan of them, but 2% on the road here, like 2.6 total for Columbus on the road actually isn't that bad. Um you know, you get Lion and Voracek, top power play. Like, that's what I want to play Patrick Lion at, at 2 or 3%, not at 15% after he scored 10 goals in his last three games. Um, but, yeah, Columbus one, I will definitely have them in my enemy mix. And I liked Islanders, too, until I took a look at the top stacks tool coming in as one of the more over-leveraged lines. And the thing about Wallstrom, I like Wallstrom. He's a great, like, per-60 player. For DFS, that is, and especially playing with Barzell on a line that's been really high event, but he's been playing like closer to 10 minutes in some of these games. It, so it's not a huge deal when you're 3,200. You need him to score or get an assist or 
a shot bonus. He could do that in limited time, but uh, it's just kind of hard to stomach when you when you factor in that they're coming in as one of the more popular fillers just because it's a 3.5 total at home and it's a line too. So um, anything else in this game? Uh, no, I think that's it. The Islanders defensemen are getting too expensive. Wierenski is out tonight, but Bockfist only played 17 and a half minutes uh, in that first game when he was on the top power play unit. So I guess it's back to our buddies like Andrew Peak and those guys. Let's hope Gabrikov doesn't double dong on us again. Yeah, he was close to a hat trick a couple times, actually. I was I, I like to read some of the beats uh, if I'm not watching the games or whatever. Uh, and they were saying like two or three times, I guess he had good chances for a hat trick. So I, and this guy like almost never shoots Gavrikov. So, uh, yeah, I don't think we'll be seeing a multi-goal game, but potentially a blocks bonus because they've been playing so poorly defensively, giving up so many shot attempts. Peak Gavrikov. I think are both, uh, both fine options. Um, let's talk about Yahoo really quick. Uh, we partnered with them before the season started. They've been very good to us. Uh, and we've created a bunch of Yahoo tools. Um, if you want to look at the NHL projections on a day that free, or if you're a premium member, you should know that we have Yahoo NHL DFS projections as well as NBA and uh, all the other sport golf um, as well, which I think locked today. So you have to wait till, next week but uh if you want to get a free month of awesome plus platinum that's a 90 dollar value i believe all you got to do is be new to yahoo sign up for an account um in the link in the description and then deposit and play in a paid contest and then yahoo will hook you up uh with uh i'm sorry yahoo will send us your name your username and then we'll give you a coupon to uh, use that free month of Osmo Plus Platinum, you'll have all the different sports. So I can't believe we're still doing that deal for this slot. I mean, it's, it seems like a pretty crazy deal. If you haven't checked out Yahoo, um, not that you need a reason to, if you like NHL DFS, um, they've got good contests I was talking about earlier, but uh, I can't believe that deal is, is still going on and there's people still signing up every day. So uh, if you're new to Yahoo, if this is your first time watching, just go and sign up and then use all the stuff on the site. You get access to Discord, NHL Discord. It's about as good as it gets. I think we've probably got the best, uh, the best Discord of any of them uh, on our site. So pretty tight-knit community, a lot of tilting, uh, a, lot of, a lot of laughs, and uh, much, much more. So go join, support Yahoo if you have not already. Let's get to Montreal and Carolina. We've got a 2.1 implied total for the Canadians, 3.9 for the Canes, Jake Allen and Freddie Anderson expected to go. Max Domi up on line two with Trocek and Svechnikov. Marty Neches down to line four uh, with Martinuk and Derek Stepan. Uh, I think there was a question of whether or not Nino was going to play. He's $2,600. You can tout him. I know you do it every show. Uh, $2,600 need a rider. We can just get that out of the way. Uh, and I mean, I know what I like in this game. I know what it's one of my favorite spots in the entire slate. Uh, but what, what are you drawn to here, Mr. C? Um, this is another spot where I think a power play stack is kind of in order. Um, the Montreal penalty kill has just been God awful uh, this entire month. Like, Honestly, uh, they're near or, yeah, they're 29th by expected goals against uh, this month. Um, their actual goals against hovering near 10 per 60 minutes, which is really bad. 
Um, they're also taking a lot of penalties as well, um, which just compounds that problem. Um, and with Tony D'Angelo back, I wrote about it in the power plays article this morning. Tony D'Angelo makes a big difference on that top power play unit. Um, he's very good uh, at seeing the ice. Like he has very good vision, good, uh, you know, good with the puck, good puck work. So um, they're scoring over 12 goals per 60 minutes um, on the power play when Tony D'Angelo is running it, which makes a big difference for that power play. So if you're worried about a little bit of ownership, because we do have ownership on both the, you know, both the top two lines, we have uh, 12% top line, 10% second line. If you're worried about uh, some of that ownership, I think just turn it into a power play stack. Just go Aho, Teravine, and add Sveshnikov. Aho, Teravine, and Trocek for a double center that a lot of people won't have. You know, you talked about um, that Florida three wing line. Um, if you need a double center on DraftKings, Sebastian Aho and Vincent Trocek seems like one of the spots you can go, especially where none of the players involved are overly expensive because, you know, Aho's prices come down quite a bit. So Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I think uh, Carolina Power Play Stack is what I like most in that game, just given how bad Montreal's penalty kill has been. And... I don't think lineup matching really matters here, uh, but I will say that that Montreal second line, Pitlick, Dvorak, Anderson, just as a Montreal fan, that looks like an absolutely horrific defensive line. Um, Josh Anderson, like I really do like the guy uh, as a player a lot. He's not a good defensive winger. He's just not um, whatsoever. Remy Pitlick is just as bad. And Christian Dvorak is not good enough to carry those guys. Um, and you know, the Carolina top, the way Carolina runs their lines, they tend to use the top line against the second and third lines from the opponents. So I think if you're going to even stack any even strength stack, anything, it's Teravine and Aho Jarvis, you mentioned it in our discord this morning, just how good they've been. I just looked at their last 60 minutes, 36 scoring chances generated in those 60 minutes. Like they've been pretty good offensively. Um, you know, prices have come down. They're going to be over-owned if you're playing. And so, like, if you're playing just a straight Carolina one stack, you're going to have to, you know, make sure you're not uh, stacking chalk on chalk on chalk. But um, Carolina power play, I kind of like the most. But Carolina one, if you just want to get into that depth from the Habs on the Montreal side, um, I kind of have interest with Mike Hoffman on that top line with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield. Like Caulfield and Suzuki are both or Caulfield and Hoffman, sorry, are both very good goal scorers. They play a lot of minutes. That's kind of the thing here is that they're one of the lines that isn't going to lose minutes. Yeah, they'll play like 18, 19. Suzuki will probably be over 20. It's just a really, really tough matchup. Montreal has a bad power play. Um, 
I think if you're playing 150 lineups or something like that, having a handful with Montreal one is fine. Um, I'm 20 maxing tonight. I think I've pointed out some other spots where I'd rather go for my underdog stack. So for me, it's Carolina power player, Carolina one. Yeah. And I think if you're going to play Montreal one, which is fine, just because of the, the minutes and, you know, Suzuki and Caulfield are good. And, and Hoffman, he's not on top power play anymore, but he's dirt cheap, 3,500. So uh, not a bad stack. I would probably just throw in Jake Allen at 6,900 because if Montreal one goes off, they have two or three goals, um, you know, pretty good chance that they, or I mean, a much better chance that they win the game and Jake Allen's probably going to see a ton of volume just based on how high event some of these Carolina lines are, at least offensively. So, uh, they're probably going to get caved, but we see goalies have crazy good performances at really cheap prices in some of these spots. So, I actually don't hate Allen, although I Carolina one's actually probably my favorite spot on the night. Um, the the high ownership compared to their top two stack percentage is a little bit concerning. Um, some people will leave off Jarvis. Uh, it looks like we've got him projected at close to 10% ownership. So, you know, not everyone is going to leave off Jarvis. This isn't a, a Kerfoot situation. Uh, but I did want to hear your thoughts also on just Domi moving up to line two. Like, what does that do for you uh, for that line? Is that going to make it stronger offensively? Because Trocek and Svechnikov together have been really good without Netches, And with Netches, they were pretty poor. Yeah, Domi's kind of an interesting guy. We were talking about him in our Discord. He's like a bad defensive player. There's no way around it. Um, that's just what he is. But he's a like a very, very good playmaker, good in transition, good passer, all those things. And that's I think that's something that the line has kind of missed. Like Natchez, Natchez is a good all-round player, but I don't think he's a playmaker quite to the level of Domi, and certainly not um, as good in transition, I don't think, um, as Domi is. And I think that's where he'll he'll help that line is he'll help them generate offense, better quality looks, let's say, once they get in the offensive zone. But like I said, he's bad defensively. So I think it's fine in this matchup because Montreal is one of the worst defensive teams in the league against a better team. I think you're going to see them struggle a little bit when they get pinned in their own zone. All right. Good to know. Good to know. Uh, and I gave him I think I gave him a minutes boost that I haven't. I'll go and, and check all the, the minutes afterwards. And obviously, uh, Netchus in the projections will get a uh, minutes demotion playing on line four. Let's go to Pittsburgh and Minnesota. We've got a 3.1 implied total for the Penguins, 3.3 for the Wild. Casey DeSmith confirmed right as we got on the show. Cam Talbot also uh, confirmed for the Wild. So they're not starting flurry against one of his former teams, uh, which is a little bit surprising, but uh, I don't know. Maybe they just don't want them to, to face the pressure. And, you know, it's not a game that really matters for either team in terms of playoffs, I don't think. Anyways, really low ownership on both sides for a 6.4. Yeah, we've got a 6.4 right now on the lineup builder. Uh, implied goals here, or uh, total goals, according to Vegas. Uh, 2%, just, no, just under 3% for uh, Minnesota 1. Uh, under 2% for Minnesota 2, uh, nothing really for Minnesota 3 besides Erickson Eck. Uh, Pittsburgh 1, under 2%. Pittsburgh 2, just over 1%. So there is nothing that uh, the field is going to, it looks like, in this game. Uh, is there anything that you really like here? So what interests me about this is Josh and I – 
maybe a few weeks ago, we talked about how Minnesota had really fallen off the map defensively. Um, they were giving up a lot of scoring chances. You know, if you look back, especially at the end of February, um, you know, after the all-star break, it looks like they came out really sluggish out of the all-star break. If you look at Minnesota's defensive numbers over the last like four weeks, they're right in line with Boston. Like they've been absolutely locked down great defensively. And I think they're kind of sacrificing offense to do it. Um, you see the top line in their last 110 minutes, only 19 scoring chances against per 60, which is like stupendous defensively, but only 28 generated per 60 minutes as well, which is like a little bit above league average. This line hasn't been a little bit above league average the entire season. Like, I think there's been a genuine shift in how the team is approaching games, at least until they get to the playoffs. Um, they're kind of the old Minnesota teams that we we remember from the last you know decade, uh, playing really good defensively and hoping for you know three two games or four two games or something like that. And when you combine that with the fact that you know Pittsburgh's pretty good, um, not bad defensively as well. And the minutes concerns, because the Minnesota guys, their top guys have seen their minutes nuked um, along, you know, with Calgary and all the other teams that we talk about. It is a big concern for me. The, the two things that Minnesota's top line has going for them are this. One, they're going to go into that third and fourth line from Pittsburgh. And to be honest, Jeff Carter uh, and Evan Rodriguez on the third line have just not been good together this year. Um like for whatever reason, they just haven't meshed at all. And Minnesota, I think that Minnesota top line can take advantage of that matchup. And two is Casey to Smith. He's a step down from Tristan Jari. Um, there's just no other way to say it. Um, he's, he's a legitimate, he's a genuine backup goalie. He's not a guy that's waiting to be a starter or anything like that. So that's what Minnesota one has going for them, but they're still just so expensive. Like, I'd honest, I honestly think I would kind of rather play the Chicago top line here tonight, which kind of feels weird to say. Uh, but, you know, I'd rather have that Chicago top line playing 20 to 21 minutes together than that Minnesota top line playing Pittsburgh playing 17 minutes together. You know what I mean? For this relatively the same price. So I'm out on Minnesota one. It's Minnesota two um, that I'm kind of looking at here. They've been generating a lot. 35 scoring chances generated in their last 100 minutes together. 35 per 60 minutes. Uh, they're really dominating the play. They're not playing a ton of minutes, um, which is a concern. Like I think Matt Boldy's down around 14, 15 minutes over the last couple of weeks, which, you know, that sucks, but it's also kind of priced in, right? Like on DraftKings, they're under 12K as a line. If you want to leave off like Boldy or leave off Godro or whatever, just go with a two-man. I think that's fine. But I like Minnesota too as a filler stack here. On the Pittsburgh side, I, I'm probably out on the Penguins. Like, Brian Rust is back on the top line. That top line was broken up for a reason. That Pittsburgh top line um, was down around 44% of the scoring chances in 90 minutes um, before they were broken up and Evan Rodriguez moved to the top line. Like they were, weren't playing well at all. Uh, so, you know, you have that. You have Jason Zucker coming back, playing his first game in like two and a half months or something like that on the second line. Like I think there are enough reasons to just avoid Pittsburgh here tonight. So I'm out on the Penguins. Minnesota one's fine because there are matchup things here that can go in their favor, but I think it's Minnesota two as a filler stack that I like the most. Yeah. I'm in on uh, the top six for Minnesota here uh, just because of ownership. And then you mentioned the matchups for Minnesota one and two, they're going to get, you know, two, three, and four Erickson Eck and Greenway and Felino are going to be stuck on Crosby the whole game. Uh, I was hoping we would see actually some higher ownership 
from pit one just so I could X them out, but like <laughs> under 2% with a three and five total. Are we just, are we Xing them out? I, I'm not Xing them out, but I, I like, I just know that the way I'm going to build, um, they're not going to get in my lineups yeah. like at that price, because like I said, there are other lines in that price range that I'd rather play. I'd rather play Florida one. I'd rather play Chicago one. I'd rather play the top lines in that Florida game than, than either the top line in this game. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, just Erickson, I such, such a tough matchup when that line is fully healthy. So uh, it kind of mitigates the, the 2% and good price uh, on pit one here. So big enough slate too. right? I think you could probably get away with Xing them out. Although I certainly understand if you want to have like six or 7% of them in MME, that's, that's what I have right now, but I, I think I'm going to probably end up getting rid of that and going to, to some other lines that we like better. All right, let's go to San Jose and Colorado. We got a 2.2 implied total for the Sharks, 3.9 for the Avs. Capo Kakinen against Pavel Francouz. Uh, we've got Nathan McKinnon back. That seems like pretty good news. One of the highest owned players on the slate. Kadri back down to line two. He hasn't played with Lekkinen because I believe Lekkinen's first game was when McKinnon was gone. Kadri's playing up with Nachushkin uh, and Rantanen. So he's going to get to play with Lekkinen Burakovsky for the first time. I know you love Lekkinen. So uh, are you firing up Colorado two here against the lowly Sharks on a back-to-back after they just got trounced by uh, Arizona? I, I had been thinking about it, but I don't know if you checked the top stacks lately, um, but I think they're one of the worst leverage lines on the entire slate. In fact, they are the worst leverage line on the entire slate. We have them as a 4.7% top two stack coming in with nearly 13% ownership. And it makes sense, right? Um, Nazem Kadri on the top power play unit. This is an absolute smash spot. Like San Jose has been one of the worst defensive teams, like bottom 10 defensive team in hockey over the last month. I think they've been a little bit better with Eric Carlson back, but you know, it's a back-to-back on the road, which is a really tough situation, especially going into Colorado, like going into elevation. I can't imagine that's going to be very good for them. Um, So I, like, I don't have a particular problem playing Colorado too. This is a great spot. One thing I will say is Colorado's second line kind of has deceiving numbers. Um, when Gabriel Landeskog's not on that line, they don't really drive as much offense. Like they control the play relatively well, but they don't generate as many scoring chances, expected goals when either Landeskog or Nachushkin are off that line. Now, I think Lekkanen can help in that regard, but it is his first game. Um, how well are they going to mesh immediately? This is a huge ownership. Um, I think I'd honestly rather just go to Colorado one. Uh, I wonder if people are going to be scared off McKinnon because, you know, it, it looked like he had broken his hand and they were worried about him being out for like six weeks or whatever. But now here he is back like four or five days later, whatever it is now. So Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. 
Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Over 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I kind of wonder, are people going to be scared off of him? And I certainly understand um, you know, not wanting to play him. Uh, but we have this Colorado top line, which has been super elite, 65% of the scoring chances when they played together so far this month of March, 43 chances generated per 60 minutes of five on five and an elite power play on top of all of that. And they're coming in under 10% ownership. Like, I think it's Colorado one for me. Um, I'm going to avoid that steep Colorado two ownership. Like if you want to throw Nazem Kadri in, in uh, instead of Nathan McKinnon, lower the cost of the line a little bit, make it more of a power play stack type thing. I think that's just fine. I think that's something that you can do if, if you're worried about McKinnon's hand, you know, save a few thousand dollars and go from McKinnon uh, down to Kadri or like 1500 or whatever it is on, on FanDuel save that money, put Kadri in, in Nathan McKinnon's place, make it a power play stack. I think that's certainly something you can do here. But, you know, the San Jose top line has been playing a little bit better offensively, but they've been giving up a lot defensively the other way. 37 scoring chances against in their last 60 minutes of ice time was just absolutely horrific defense. So uh, Colorado won, uh, I think, is just fine for me in this game. Colorado three kind of interest me a little bit but you know they're coming in over owned i think it's a spot where i just one off a new hook or one off a comp for i wouldn't full stack the line or anything like that so colorado one i'm not playing san jose here um i know they like they have been generating more offense they're coming in with good leverage it back to back on the road they're not coming in that cheap um i think there's enough reasons to fade san jose one here you want to play them they do have good leverage you know you can get five or ten percent of them or whatever and go on your way but i think it's one of those uh underdog spots that i'm going to be avoiding so colorado one maybe some one-offs from colorado three for me so we did get an ownership update right as uh the show started so the colorado ownership looks a little bit different we got uh colorado two at seven percent instead of what, what do we have? I think we have like 12% or something before. And then uh, McKinnon came up. So we had an issue with McKinnon uh, not showing up in ownership. And that was like pulling down the, the Colorado one aggregated ownership. So they're going to be super high owned uh, Colorado one. I think the high, yeah, the highest owned line of the night right now, right up there with Toronto, it's basically interchangeable. Um, they're right now my highest owned line. Uh, I, I would love that if they were my highest on line. I think they'll, they'll be up there for me, top two or three, the very least. And then Colorado two, even with the negative leverage, I, I think I'm still going to be firing away on a lot of Colorado two. San Jose one, kind of the same situation with uh, Pit one that we just talked about, like really tough five on five matchup, assuming they get a lot of McKinnon. Uh, they are cheap. They do have two really quality players that are on the top power play. I guess they're not even that cheap. Timo is 7,500. I thought they were less expensive. I guess if you add in Bear Banoff at 2,900, it gets more reasonable. Um, but yeah, I, I'm not going to get to a, a much of any Sharks. And uh, yeah, it's just a Colorado one night. Makar and Taze are playing like close to 30 minutes some of these games. Uh, I don't know why they're doing that. I don't know why Nathan McKinnon is fighting. Uh, 
this late in the season when they've got the playoffs locked up. Uh, and I think they're still fighting for the number one seed, if I'm not mistaken. So don't fight people, Nathan McKinnon, especially not Matt Dumba. This guy's gotten like two or three injuries from fighting. Uh, so yeah, maybe, maybe just don't fight if you're Nathan McKinnon, but, uh, outside of that, yeah, this is, this is a Colorado one game. This is a Colorado one slate. Uh, they're right up there for me with Toronto one. I, I mentioned Carolina one Carolina power play as well. Anything more to add? Uh, no, I think that's it for me. Um, the only defenseman on the San Jose side I kind of had interest in is Jacob Magna playing over 20 minutes a game. He can definitely get some shot block bonuses on DraftKings. Min price. Don't mind him as a pun. All right. Mr. C, have you ever uh, wondered how to get into the Osmo Hall of Fame? I have been wondering. Can you tell yeah. me how? Yeah. Yeah. All you got to do is download the avatar, the Osmo avatar from Osmo.com slash avatar place in the top three of a contest with over 5,000 contestants, and then tweet your wins to at Osmo HOF, Osmo Hall of Fame, uh, the Twitter account. And then you win a free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. It's a pretty good deal. Uh, you know, you got a little extra money in your pocket, and then you get the free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, so let's look at some winners uh, from recently. We've got Mike Diamond, $15,000 win plus the free month of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, he's got the logo. This was in NBA. Congrats to Mike Diamond. We've got Ryan Life Music as well with a couple nice wins here in NBA as well. Rocker Roller 707 in NASCAR with a uh, solo win, it looks like, in the 20K to first. The Commish, wow, $80,000 win in PGA. Uh, I believe that was last weekend. Uh, so we've got NASCAR, PGA, NBA. We've got a CSGO win from Case Silva, 86, 3,000. Uh, looks like a solo takedown. That's pretty hard to do in CSGO, and I know especially in uh, some other esports, League of Legends especially. And then we've got uh, Dave DeRemer. Uh, it feels like you mentioned his name on the shows like every other day. He took down a uh, – looks like a pick five – or I'm sorry, a five pick parlay pick five uh, was this horse racing uh 25 he turned it into 959 dollars and 97 cents and i shout out odd shopper as well as a bunch of the guys at the site who do the betting content so if you're not in the osmo hall of fame uh tonight could be the night it's a big contest over 5,000 contestants tonight on dk and i believe on FanDuel as well and then you know if you do it on yahoo i think we'll probably give it to you if you like you take down the the uh, $15 tonight. If you beat me uh, tonight and have the Osmo avatar, I'll, I'll get you a, the free month uh, if you tweet at me. Um, all right, let's go to the Kings and the Flames 2.2 implied total for the Kings, 3.7 for the Flames. Cal Peterson expected to go as quick last night. Uh, Markstrom going for the Flames. Um, they did keep together to know more and Arvidsson as well as Kopitar, FL Kempe. There was some question as to whether or not they would start the game together last night. Uh, and they, they stuck together the whole game and line two actually played a ton of minutes to know. And Trevor Moore played well over 20, uh, Arvidsson never really gets over 18. I, I think he got to about 18 last night. So if you're looking to play 2.2 implied totals, uh, maybe some LA two at no ownership, but I think we're going to be focusing more on Calgary in this one. Uh, what do you like, Cliffy? I 
I didn't like anything from the Los Angeles side um, when I started researching that game. And then I went and like you mentioned, I went and looked at the ice times from last night because Los Angeles went 11-7 last night, 11 forwards, seven defensemen. And, you know, they typically play their top six at a relatively heavy amount anyway. Um, <laughs> they had a, yeah, like you mentioned, they had a bunch of guys over the 20 minute mark last night. Now, I guess that could work one of two ways. Like, are they going to be tired tonight going into Calgary or, you know, are they still rested enough that they could play another really good game at 20 or 21 minutes? Like, I think going back to Los Angeles too, is perfectly fine here. Um, Calgary has gotten away from hard line matching. Like they typically play top six against top six, but honestly, They'll run out just about any line um, against anyone. So like line matching isn't one of the concerns here. That Los Angeles second line still generating a lot. Their last 80 minutes together, 48 scoring chances per 60 minutes, like just absolutely monster scoring chance numbers. And they're like, they're coming with no ownership, absolutely none. So if you're playing 20 max, you know, one or two is fine. If you're playing 150, you know, the, you only need like five or six. You're going to be like way, way, way over the field. Nobody is playing. Los Angeles here tonight. It's not as if Calgary's impervious. Like we have seen them get blown up at home before. Um, it is a really tough spot. I'm not going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to X out Los Angeles one. I think they've been slow paced enough and haven't been generating enough that you can just straight up avoid them. Um, especially where Calgary's penalty kill is super elite. Um, like the, the top line power play correlation just doesn't matter. Um, so I think I'm going to leave Los Angeles to uh, checked and leave them in the player pool. I might even give them a thumbs up to make sure I get to one or two lines. Um, but I'm not like, I'm not going overboard. Like sometimes I'll have like 20 or 25% of a filler line. If I really like them, I'm not doing that with Los Angeles tonight. I might have a couple. Um, but yeah, I don't mind Los Angeles too at all here tonight, but it is the Calgary side. I like better. Um, it, it, it honestly, it is Calgary too. Uh, we have them with a lot of ownership. But honestly, it's a situation where I'm not, I don't think I'm stacking Calgary lines here tonight. Um, the, the spread out minutes really, really bother me with this team. And Los Angeles doesn't take penalties. They're one of the least penalized teams in hockey over the last month. And when Calgary's top line really rolls, despite playing 17, 18 minutes, it's because of the power play. Um, so honestly, I think this is another situation where I'm going to fade the super expensive line. Um, and just one off some pieces from the depth, one off Mangiapane, especially where he's only 3,500 on DraftKings. Like we have Blake Coleman with a very good projection in our lineup builder. Um, we have him for over eight points on DraftKings uh, for under 3K on DraftKings. He's another guy I don't mind one offing here. Um, so I think it's just going to be picking some one offs from the Calgary Fords and then maybe uh, uh, one or two Los Angeles two stacks. Yeah, if you're just entering in a ton of lineups, I think hard to not get. Uh, some Calgary one, Calgary two, and probably Calgary three. Like you don't love playing third lines uh, tonight, but you could see them exploding if LA does take more penalties um, than they have been taking recently. Like if they take a three or four, uh, you could see a huge number here for the Flames. Problem is, where is it going to come from with all the spread out, out uh, ice time? So I think my favorite here is Calgary one um, at these decreased prices. Kind of the minutes are kind of baked in. Uh, the, the only issue with them is they, even if they're not matching, they're still going to see a decent amount of the no more in Arvidsson. That's just not a line I, I want to go up against that much. So it'd be more looking for production from the power play. 
think that's fine. Uh, I didn't realize Coleman was 2,800. I saw people talking about him as a cash play. I figured he was like 4,200, uh, but, but 2,800, uh, really good price for Coleman as a one-off there on DK if you're into that type of thing. Uh, I was looking at the, just to, as an aside, uh, LA just gets like no respect in the, the betting markets. 2.2 implied total. I, I just had to look up their records. Uh, they're, let's see, there's six points behind Calgary. I know the goal differential is, is massive between those two. LA is pretty much at even and Calgary's got a seven uh, plus 70 goal differential. So maybe that's part of it and the back-to-back, but yeah, it seems like they're never even close to favored on the road here. And they are like firmly entrenched in a playoff spot right now. So what, you got any thoughts on that? Yeah. I'm actually glad you mentioned that because Los Angeles is being treated like Montreal here tonight. Yeah. Like honestly, like look at the look at the totals for Carolina, Montreal. Look at the totals for Calgary and Los Angeles. They aren't that far off. Los Angeles has virtually identical expected goals against and goals against numbers at five on five over the last month as Tampa Bay does. So, so you know, like Los Angeles is a playoff team. This isn't, you know, um Buffalo rolling in town. This isn't Arizona rolling in town. Like I, I get the 2.2 total kind of because two, two reasons. One, Calgary has an elite penalty kill. Mm-hmm. They don't allow uh, short-handed goals uh, or power play goals. And two, the top line has really been struggling to generate offense. But this is still a, at least a good defensive team, not a great one, but a good one. Uh, it's it, it, you know, it's got to be the road back-to-back factored in. And like yeah. I do think Calgary is an elite team, but like I said, Los Angeles is being treated like Montreal here tonight, and I don't think that's necessarily right. Agreed. Glad we're on the same page there. So, yeah, go out and bet the, the Kings at, what are they, plus two? Let's see. Well, you should go on Odd Shopper and check out the best number you can get. But let's see, they're at plus 230 right now. It seems like an okay bet if you're looking to hit a long shot. 264 over on Pinnacle. Well, yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, let's do the final game. Uh, actually, before we do that, if you guys could like and subscribe, see we got a bunch of uh, people coming in as the show has gone on. We're at close to 90 watching right now. If you guys could, if you're not subscribed, please do subscribe. We just hit 75,000 actually yesterday. So big milestone. We'll hit 25,000 uh, additional to get to 100,000. Then have a party uh, at some point in the near future. So like and subscribe. That is very important to us. Uh, and if you don't want to give us your money, just give us your subscription uh, for free. And that's the next best thing you can do. Uh, actually, upcoming shows after this, we've got NBA Locks Before Lock at 4.30 Eastern and the NBA Deeper Dive at 5 Eastern, followed by NBA Live Before Lock at 6 Eastern. Uh, did I filibuster enough for you to, to get a hat trick pick? Because we got one more game and then, then it's go time. Yep. All right, let's go to the Stars and the Ducks. 3.1 implied total for Dallas, 2.5 for Anaheim. Jake Ottinger and John Gibson are your projected goalies, although neither confirmed just yet. Um, this is the lowest total uh, on the entire slate, and it's the uh, the late-night hammer. We're going to Dallas 1 here on the road. They've let us down a bunch of times recently. It seems like a, a spot where they could get it going going up against Getzlaff, Mayhew, and Sonny Milano, if that's going to be the matchup. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one here? I don't – so we talked earlier about how bad the Islanders have been defensively. Uh, 
the Dallas Stars have been similarly awful defensively for at least four or five weeks now. Um, in the month of March, they have the fifth worst expected goals against Mark at five on five. The only teams worse are Montreal, Arizona, the aforementioned Islanders, and Philadelphia. Like, this team is just falling apart defensively. That includes the top line. The top line for Dallas, in their last 100 minutes together, I had to double-check this to make sure that I wasn't, you know, inputting the wrong things on natural stat trick. 36 scoring chances against per 60 minutes. Now, they're still generating a lot. They're generating 45. So, obviously, this is still a very good offensive line. But they're giving up a lot, which tells me, like, they're not really – controlling the play it seems like they're basically just trading chances with the opponent and like gets off and milano haven't been awful together 48 percent of the scoring chances in their sample together and i think jerry mayhew will actually help defensively like he's not a bad defensive winger um not a great offensive one but he's not a bad defensive winger um and like anaheim has been middle of the road defensively so like I when I was writing up Joe Pavelski last night for the power plays article. I really liked Dallas, uh, Dallas one. I still like Dallas one here tonight, but I think it's one of those situations where um, it's, it's turning more into an ownership play for me than it is the fact that it's a great spot. It's the fact that they are one of the better leverage spots that we have on the slate here tonight. Um, and like I said, they're still generating a lot. And it's not like, I don't think the Anaheim top line is going to be great as a shutdown line. I just don't think they'll be awful. So um, I do like Dallas one, uh, but it's honestly turning into more of an ownership thing for me. Um, no Dallas second or third lines for me. Absolutely. Like get out of here with student itch and the mess in the cough. Um, the Anaheim second line, interestingly enough, Zegers and T- Troy Terry have just played awful together this year. Like for whatever reason, whatever sample they have together they just do not play well um and i can't imagine that Derek brant is going to be the guy to turn that ship around so uh where that line is one of the most over leveraged lines on the entire slate and hasn't been playing well um i'm out entirely on the anaheim forwards here um i think it's anything it's dallas one i like i don't see anything in their depth that's honestly worth playing here yeah, I, I do like Dallas one. Uh, I mean, you mentioned the defensive numbers recently, but offensively they've been as much better than they have been defensively. Uh, let's see, 3.9 expected goals for per 60, 3.5 against. So it's just been a, a lot of up and down, but uh, you just want lines that really generate a lot of chances. They certainly do so. I don't love any of how the lines are looking for Anaheim. Um, I'll probably use Anaheim top six as fillers, but like 10% almost on this Anaheim two line. I, I had them written down, but I, that, that seems uh, pretty hefty ownership for a, for a filler here, especially because you mentioned Zegers and Terry haven't played all that well together. So this is probably a Dallas one game for me in a late night hammer. Um, I think that is all. Do you have anything else on this one? No, the only Thing I kind of want to mention is Miro Haskinen. Um, he's on the top power play unit coming in with no ownership, but they also said they're really, really going to control his minutes. And I think he only got 14 minutes in his first game back. He's just coming off mono actually. So it makes sense. Like, I think um, if you're going to play any defenseman from Dallas, I think it would still be John Klingberg. All right. Um, goalies, any goalies you like, and then give your hat trick pick and then uh, we'll be done here. Yeah, uh, 
he's super chalky, but I do like Jacob Markstrom tonight because, you know, we have said Los Angeles has had trouble um, scoring, so especially the top line. So I don't mind Markstrom as a chalky goalie. Uh, Cam Talbot as well. Um, you know, like I said, Minnesota has been much better defensively. Um, don't mind Cam Talbot as a reasonably priced goalie. Uh, Elvis Merzlikens, if you want to get a little bit cheaper um, going up uh, against what against that Islanders team that I think is probably coming a little bit overrated. And honestly, if you want to go super cheap and get uh, really spicy in tournaments, I like the other side of that Calgary game and going with Calvin Peterson because it seems like that guy's probably going to face a lot of rubber tonight. It's just whether he lets in five or lets in one. Yeah, speaking of guys that are going to face a lot of rubber, I'll throw in Capo uh, Kakinen if you can stomach it on the road against Colorado. Uh, if, so this is like if you have two really chalky stacks and you know one of the higher-owned defensemen and you just need a guy that's cheap that – could give you 20, like 18 points or something in a loss. I think he's a good candidate for that. And then I mentioned uh, Jake Allen a little bit earlier. Uh, hat trick pick. Andre Svechnikov. I like it. Uh, I'll go with Jason Robertson getting his third hat trick of the season in the late night hammer. Thank you, everybody, for joining. Hit the like button on the way out. Subscribe if you haven't already. Josh and Cliffy will be back tomorrow. Cliffy will be hosting. And good luck on tonight's slate. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.